Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. And welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with Jordan Kentris from A Good Day, all about the secrets to authentic brand building as a photographer. Jordan shares how wedding photographers can use empathy to find their ideal clients, why being authentic is the only way to be, and lets us know what branding trends we should avoid. A little bit about Jordan is that he's a former advertising executive who started his own wedding stationery and design firm, A Good Day, which is based up in Canada. He serves wedding photographers and their couples to create one-of-a-kind stationery for their wedding day and beyond, and I'm so excited that he's here. Also, a little housekeeping before we get started. Tea with Janae has a brand new account on Instagram. I would love for you to come on over and follow us at Tea with Janae. There's a link in the show notes so that you can swipe on up and give us a follow. Also, if you love today's episode, we would love your kind words and support if you leave us a five-star glowing review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy, takes a few minutes, and makes a big impact on the show. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Jordan, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Janae. Yeah, I'm so excited to meet you and talk to you. And this is such a a great topic. Um, We're going to be talking about the secrets of an authentic brand building um, as a photographer. So this is so helpful for you guys. But before we get started, um, let's introduce you to everyone um, who's listening. Can you tell us a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started? Yeah, so uh, background's actually in advertising and user experience design and moved into wedding stationery about six years ago and have been keeping up my freelance side, uh, developing a lot of brand strategy and digital strategy for brands. And through the pandemic, I actually merged the two businesses officially. Um, and so now I've been offering a lot of kind of consulting 
for events specifically, but also the event professionals and how to kind of like position and guide their business, uh, especially when it comes to their websites and digital presence. Yeah, so important. So how long have you been doing this? Uh, the strategy UX side, I'm almost 15 years. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. So you know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And where are you based out of again? I'm uh, based in Toronto. Oh, great. Oh, Canadian. That's so amazing. I think you might be our first uh, Canadian guest. So welcome to the show. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm excited to get, you know, dive right in, jump in. I know everyone kind of has different thoughts or opinions about branding and how do you do it as a photographer and how do you stand out? But, you know, let's break it down. Like, why is having a brand important? So to me, that is the thing the thing that people see. Um, And by that, I mean, the brand isn't just a logo per se, but it's that kind of outward presentation uh, that a client or a fellow vendor or professional will see and establish who you are. It kind of speaks to the quality, the caliber of the work that you're doing. It speaks to who you are as a, as a, like, as a business um, and to me, it's super important to make sure you're kind of putting all of that out there in a really consistent way to tell that story without you having to be there to tell that story. Right, right. And what about, you know, what is a brand and, and what is not a brand? I think people have a lot of confusion about that. Um, for me, everything, like, in, a, in a weird way, like everything we do is a reflection of our brand. Um, a brand is made up of things like a logo, their website, social media, the portfolio of work, um, any kind of print material. And to me, a brand isn't necessarily, um, you know, the, the, the outputs in a way are not necessarily the brand because we all do some work that we're not necessarily, doesn't always align to our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's just work. Um, so you have <laughs> to kind of realize where you can detach from that and see how you can position some of those things that can boost the brand and other things that can deter from the brand that you may not necessarily put forward, but do, you know, to pay the bills. <laughs> right, right. So I know one of the topics, you know, that we wanted to talk about was sort of building a brand with empathy. And I mm-hmm. thought that was such an interesting concept because how, how do you build a brand with empathy? What does that mean? So that comes from my background in user experience design, and that is about designing with empathy. And for me, when we're putting our brand forward, we need to be thinking about who our clients are and making sure our brand resonates with them and their needs. And so that's what I mean by designing with empathy. So if our client's for example, if we're doing uh, family photography, we want our brand to be positioned in a way that suits that audience. You wouldn't do something that is a more boudoir style for a family photography company because that's a big juxtaposition. So it's not necessarily going to meet the needs of that audience right away. So you want to be designing with their goals and intentions in mind from the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But ha- I mean, I guess... You know, how do we sort of use empathy to refine our, our current brand? You know, how, how do we use that to connect with our current clients or, or even start attracting our ideal clients? Like what sort of suggestions or, or yeah. th- thoughts do you have about that? So for me, it's actually comes through a bit of research mm-hmm. um, that's looking at your existing clients. And all of us know our clients fairly intimately, especially 
throughout the whole event life cycle. Yeah. Um, we learn a lot about them and you can start to see patterns that they look for in their behaviors, their needs. And if there are gaps in there, don't be afraid to ask. And I know a lot of us feel really weird asking our clients questions like that, but questions about in the discovery calls, like how they found you, what they gravitated towards in your work while you're working with them, finding out if there's areas for improvement, um, things that they look for in a photographer after an event, finding out what could be done to make things better, then you can take those things or what worked really well. Um, you want to take those things and feed them back into your processes to make improvements incrementally. So if in your kind of intake process, there were some gaps you guys identified, find a way to make sure that that gets rectified in the future so that if people are asking a lot of questions, maybe part of your, your process uh, is identifying uh, an early stage where you're walking them through the process. You may not do it now, but now you want to be doing that moving forward so that your clients feel like they're being supported. And so that can build a pillar in your brand about support, if that is a, a, an area you're looking for and how you can build support through those life cycles, the, the cycles of the brand interaction. Yeah, no, I love that. I love because I find the more information I give my clients up front about the process and how things work and how they can contact me and my office hours and like things that are might be, you would think pretty simple, but actually make them feel really comforted knowing mm -hmm. that I have a process and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, these are the ways you can get in touch with me and stuff like that. So I find that People are afraid to ask their clients like what they like and what they don't like. But if you take that opportunity to just talk to them, even though like as a photographer, like during their engagement session or during the discovery call, totally. you know, finding out those little things can really help you, you know, build a better brand, build a, build a better business. Absolutely. Like I think it's, it, it's key for me is actually just having conversations and having them with intention. Mm -hmm. Um, because even when we're just having a casual conversation, you can kind of glean a lot from our clients because that's when they let their guard down. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say, you know, go in and start probing and asking a million questions, but you can be strategic in the kinds of conversations you're having in there um, to garner some of the more um, like peripheral anecdotal information that you can use to kind of better your conversations with them, you can better the kinds of way you're going to direct them when you're shooting them. If you're going to be giving them gifts after, you'll already know things that they like, they don't like that then can target, like that can really make sure that they feel like they've been heard and seen. Mm -hmm. And the more we can do that, the obviously the better because they're going to give, they're going to feel like they were kind of nurtured and cared for in that relationship and more likely in my mind to refer you and give you a good review if you ask. Make sure you ask for a review. Yes, <laughs> always, always. Definitely ask you guys. You got to ask. <laughs> so, you know, I think the word authentic gets tossed around a lot. You know, be authentic, be yourself, um, be yourself in your brand. You know, I guess people find that hard. You know, they have, you know, comparison and, you know, they look at other photographers and, oh, this person's doing that. So I should do that. But, you know, how can we be authentic be to ourselves while building our own brand? For me, it's super important to really ask yourself if this is something that you want to be doing and you want to be putting out there in the way that you're communicating. Um, 
I mean, I've struggled in the past with a lot of, as you kind of said, Janae, like other people are doing it this way, so I should be doing it that way. And to me, it's ultimately not led to the kind of work that I want to be doing or the kind of clients I want to be attracting. Um, and even the outputs for the clients I want to be working on are seeing previous work. So it's really about honing your voice and being comfortable in saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like not giving a shit. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah, for like, sure. There's just like, just to be super frank, like at a certain point, I don't know, for me about two years ago, I was like, what I'm doing isn't working. I want to be doing these things. So I just need to start doing that. And that to me was designing the kinds of work that I hadn't seen out there that brought in different periods of art and film and, you know, pop culture references. And for me, it's super important because that's my passions and my interests. And how do you bring that in there and weave it into your work? Even when the clients are coming to you and saying, I'm looking for a very light and airy minimalist design. And you're like, okay, that's not really what I want to be doing, but how can I take the things that I do and weave it into that story? And for me, it's like, I I select really interesting papers. I'll bring really amazing details into something that might not seem like a lot of work, but for me, I get a lot of joy out of it. And for the client, they get something super personalized. And I know for photographers, it might be like a certain way of shooting. It might be the way that you shoot. It might be a certain, some photographers, you know, do the presets, like any of those kind of things that can help define your style. Mm-hmm. Then you can start to bring in to tell those stories that you want to through your client's lens. Because yeah. ultimately, they're hiring us as the experts. We're not, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of like an American photography studio up here in Canada. There's a a company called Blacks. It was like a really big photography studio that was like basic yearbook photo style. Like we're not a a basic publishing company. Like we're not a point and shoot. Like we're artists and we need to put our artistry out there and educate our clients in the kind of work we do. Obviously there's some leeway in there, but I'm a really big believer in getting to put out the kind of work that you want to. We always can edit things to, to present our, our lens there. The client might get something a little bit different, which is kind of the luxury of, of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, I, it brought up, when you were speaking, it brought up something personal for me where 11 years ago when I started um, my company, my wedding photography company, then called Brooklyn View Photography and later renamed to Janae Kirshner. Um, I was sort of, you know, learning digital photography. I had started in film and I was shooting, you know, I was having clients, a little friends of friends and, and building my roster, I guess, and also finding, figuring out my style. And then a few years in, I said, you know what, I, I've got this down and I'm not happy. (laughs) Like this isn't, Mm -hmm. this isn't like fulfilling my heart. And I said, you know what? I, what I miss is film. Like what I miss is the look and the grain and the texture and the colors of film photography. So how do I bring that into my work? And then I slowly started integrating it, you know, little by little. And then now I'm like a full hybrid shooter where you know, when I get my film back, it's like, oh my God, it's Christmas morning. Like I'm so excited. And like, I 
I know that's what I was supposed to, you know, is my path and my journey Mm -hmm. to like figure out my authentic self as a photographer and people, you know, like, and another thing I'll share is that I don't shoot in the winter. (laughs) Like I (laughs) know for myself and I'm a New Yorker, you know, East coast winters are brutal. Um, Yeah. And you know, my engagements end early November and then they start again in the spring. And that's because going through the experience of having engagement sessions in December, it's not a pleasant experience. You know, like it wasn't something I wanted to have my couples go through again. I was like, you know what? I want them to be happy (laughs) and not freezing. So I think it's just a process and figuring out how you can be authentic to yourself, which then leads to your brand and like your for me, those are those are things that I went through. Um, mm-hmm. So I think people listening, like if you are unhappy with something, or maybe you're just following along other people, you know, maybe sit down and really think about what makes you happy, what makes you tick, what do you want to keep doing and doing more of, and then sort of start tailoring your messaging, your marketing, your brand to that. Absolutely, like for me, it's even if you're not doing the kind of work you want to be doing, where do you want to go? Um, I think it's really important to look at our competitors in the sense of seeing what they're doing, but not comparing yourself. I know it's really hard and it takes a lot of practice to realize um, how to, how to discern what, uh, what they're doing that you want to emulate and what you're doing not to copy. Like it takes a lot of practice, but you can start to see like, for example, if a photographer is saying certain keywords a lot and you're seeing that as a trend in the kind of work you want to be doing, there's a possibility that you might want to include that. But if there's a photographer that shoots a very specific way, emulating that style of photography doesn't necessarily feel authentic because you're copying someone. Mm-hmm. But in the way that they shoot, so for example, the kind like maybe they, you know, do double exposure in their photography, maybe that's something you want to try that's an area you can kind of do because you're not necessarily saying, you know, that photographer signature styles only that, and I'm going to do that and hope that those kind of clients follow me there. But if it's something you want to try, it doesn't hurt to try. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I get it (laughs) for sure. You know, I would love um, if you could share with our listeners, our audience, maybe three or four tips for designing your brand um, to align with your journey. You know, how do you align with your customer's journey? For me, it's it's really important to to have those conversations with those clients. I think you have to understand. I, I, first off, I would probably say you have to understand who your ideal client is. And I know that it's a weird, amorphous, ever changing thing. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's not. You're really clear about who they are. But understanding who you want to be targeting is really, really important to to building your brand and and refining your brand. And that comes through those past clients. It comes through prospects who are coming in. It comes through relationships with kind of wedding planners or event professionals that you want to be working with. Who are their kind of clients and who are they kind of putting out there? That to me is a really important message to kind of understand so that you can take that lens and filter everything through it. The second is, and I'm a big proponent of this, is is a web presence um, that isn't social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important. Social is amazing, but social is ever-changing. And we don't know at some point, we may never 
what happens if an Instagram or a Pinterest or a TikTok goes away, right. or there's another one that comes up, your whole portfolio can't be in someone else's owned property. Um, so for me, it's really important that you have a space that you can kind of like call your own, so to speak, um, through a website that can show a little bit about who you are in a brand and have a bit of your work there. And that can be something that's ever changing. The other amazing thing with it is with the website is you have a lot of customization within there that you don't have anywhere else. So if you are really into like moody photography, you might want a really dark color scheme within your website or a really light color scheme to balance all that kind of work. Um, and you can't do that on an Instagram where everything is a white background and has a very set style like it you're very limited in what those features are whereas in the website you can really kind of give full immersive video or images like there's a lot of flexibility in there that can tell the stories in the way that you want to yeah I think oh sorry third, i love sorry. that <laughs> that's yeah. great i think third would be um really thinking about who you're targeting so it, it's a build on the kind of first one but really thinking through what you're those ideal clients are looking for. Um, and for me, actually, one thing that I do is actually look to the brands that my clients like and what they do from a hobby perspective and what their interests are. Uh, for me, I pull a lot of inspiration from fashion. So I had a client a number of years ago who didn't tell me, but I could tell she was a really big fan of the brand Celine. Mm -hmm. And we had a conversation after I delivered her work. And I was like, you look like a person who would have a Celine bag. And she's like, I do. And I was like, I could just tell in the way that she presented herself in her refined style, in the way that we ended up designing the wedding suite, the, the kind of font styling, I just kind of gleaned all those things. And for me, it was something I realized I wanted to ask earlier on so that I could see what they deem as that sense of luxury or that sense of quality mm -hmm. that we could then bring into our design. And in the case of like a photographer, like how are those brands shooting their work? Cause that might be something that a, a client is resonating with. If there's a certain way that they're shooting, if it's a certain style of photography, that can also kind of give you a warning flag. If it's not going to be in alignment that if that's what their benchmark is, you might ultimately not be that right fit. And you can tell that really early on. Yeah, I love that. Those are great. Those are yeah. I mean, you definitely want to align with your clients, and you want to attract the right people, and you also want to repel the wrong people. So <laughs> you definitely yeah. want to do a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can. It's it's like it's double duty there. You can really figure out what works and what doesn't work within within one question sometimes, mm -hmm. um, without having to go into a you know forty minute questionnaire, which I think is really relevant, but there are ways of, of asking some things really early on or during conversations to kind of know where to jump in next. You can right. kind of circumvent quite a lot of conversations with the right questions. Yeah. I love that. It's good. So I, I think I would love to ask, and I think it's, you know, a good thing to sort of uh, touch on because we're talking about branding and building your brand. Are there any branding trends um, in today's market that we should be aware of? Give this one a good think. There's, 
I, there are some design trends that I'm seeing on the brand side that to me feel like they're going to get dated relatively quickly. And that is a very specific color palette. Um, there's this kind of like taupey nude blush style going on mm -hmm. with some really beautiful typography. Um, I'm going to like, this is where I get in the weeds from a brand perspective. And that's about like presentation. I feel like that's going to feel very dated relatively quick. So mm -hmm. I'm not like, to me, you can play around with some of those more trendy design styles on social because that can evolve over time. But I wouldn't say necessarily if you're going to design a logo, design it with something that feels very current. Mm -hmm. If you want your brand to be the same in 15 years. Right. Um, and I'm not saying you have to go to the very classic style. If that's not your style, there are ways of like marrying some of those things. But I, I try to stay weary of some of the design trends. Um, for me, there was a really big trend for a little while for like QR codes and um, scannability in, in our content. And I don't find a lot of clients do that. And so I... To me, it feels very gimmicky. So this might be a what not to do in trends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you if, if there's anything what we should, you know, run away from. So this is great. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the other thing is, and this is, to me, is a little bit different, but where you are on social is a reflection of your brand because it is kind of like how people can find you. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, for me, I'd love to be everywhere, but I just know I don't have enough time in the day. I barely have enough time to do <laughs> do one. Right. So do the ones that make sense and resonate with you because that's going to be where you're going to be able to build the most authenticity for your brand because you'll be able to speak there and actually be there. Right. Just being on seven social networks or four social networks doesn't make any sense if all of it is the exact same and it is generic. Right. Um, because that doesn't mean that someone's going to find you and resonate with your work. They might come across it and that's it. They might not see who you are as a, as a brand and who you are as a person. And they may not never contact. So it doesn't do justice if you're just like, I need to be on Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok today. <laughs> like, and you're like, totally overwhelmed. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. But that's, you know, there are people who say that and you can know you can cross post and all those things. But for me, I've just learned over the years that it's, it doesn't make me happy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fulfill my needs. And I just feel stressed and worried all the time. Right. So for me, it just doesn't make sense in my brand because for me, it's about really being in spaces and having really interesting complex conversations and I can't do that if I'm spread so thin that I'm trying to do it all and so for me it's like figure out what works and what you want your brand to kind of be and who it wants to be so to speak like if your brand had a personality what would those traits be and that can help you decide where you should be um, and what trends uh, so to speak to follow <laughs> because yeah. You know, if you're a very fun, bite-sized person with really high energy, a TikTok might be really great for you or reels or things like that, because you're able to kind of share that, that energy in a way that doesn't come through in an Instagram post. 
or a, a Pinterest pin. Um, and those kind of more tactile pieces can come through in really interesting ways. So that's, that's kind of how I see some of those things. Yeah. I love that. I just like for myself, I like got off of TikTok because I was spending too much time there, <laughs> like not getting any work done. Um, and then I, I haven't been on Twitter. I deleted my Twitter account because it was just so neg- negative. It's the fire hose of the internet. It's the worst. It, it's the worst. So I was like, you know what? My energy is positive. I need to be in positive places. Yeah. So I always recommend to my coaching clients, you know, figure out which works for you. But for me is Instagram and Pinterest because those are visual mm-hmm. and you can do video and it's good for behind the scenes. So like that's where like I thrive. Um, but I, you know, I got rid of stuff because I just couldn't take it. You know, some people are like, you got to be on LinkedIn. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> just, I have no time. I have a profile. That's it. <laughs> but I think you have to figure out what works for you. But I love that advice. You know, do what makes you happy. Do what's right for your brand. And, and don't make yourself crazy <laughs> about being on all this, all the networks. No. And I, I mean, like for me, even when it comes to your website, I think it's really important that you have the bare bones and, and that would be starting price or ranges or ways that they can contact you about that stuff. Cause honestly, guys, that's what clients want. I know we're all apprehensive, but giving them a starting point <laughs> is really important because it weeds people out. Yeah. Um, some kind of portfolio, a little bit of an about, and you can get as far along in the weeds as you want. Um, but you don't feel like you have to do it all uh, if it's not something that you're really passionate about. Um, Having a space that just gives you some flexibility is really important. Um, I always recommend to my clients to blog from an SEO perspective, but it does take time. And if it's not part of your strategy, don't do it. But, you know, you have to realize you're missing out on certain opportunities. So it's again, like what you're going to be focusing on, it's a free marketing tactic. So rather than spend on a paid ad, maybe spend two hours writing a blog post. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree because Google is your best friend. If you use it right. <laughs> it can 100%. be. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole topic around blog topics that you can do, especially as a photographer. There's so many opportunities uh, because you guys know how to capture uh, location uh, that is really important to Google. Um, so you can do some really targeted posts around, you know, very specific wedding locations and how to shoot their inspiration, what to do there, what not to do there that people would naturally look for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a wealth of information. If somebody's doing a search and then they find you and then they go down the rabbit hole and they're like, oh, oh I, yeah. I have to work with this person and they contact you. It's it's all good, you know, but you, you have to put in the time. So I love that you <laughs> recommend that. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, like that all ladders up to your brand, because if your brand is someone who's helpful, those kind of resources really back up that sense of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are ways that there are, are, are so many different ways. But as you kind of look at the the pillars of who your brand is, it can come through in so many different kind of facets within your business. Yeah, I love that. Oh, my gosh, Jordan, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Janae. Yeah, this is great. I feel very clear now, <laughs> like what, what, you know, what to do. And I hope this really helps our listeners. And I would love, you know, let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you, your services and how to say hello online. 
Perfect. Um, so yeah, you guys can find us on our website at agooddayinc.com, um, on social at agooddayinc. So Instagram is our kind of primary. Uh, I do have Pinterest as well. Uh, you can find me on Clubhouse, <laughs> which yes. I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also know to stay with a 10-foot pole when I'm in the middle of work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and then from like a service offering perspective, we do kind of brand guideline, like brand services. So business cards, logos, websites, all those kind of elements. We also do full wedding stationery, business stationery, event design, all those kind of bells and whistles uh, and then kind of business consulting as well. So just uh, helping with like strategy and and planning just through my many years of experience on multinational brands. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You've got 15 years of experience in there. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for being here. All this information will be in the show notes. So you guys can just swipe on up right now, click on the links and say hi to Jordan and let him know you listened to today's show. Jordan, thank you so much. We hope to have you back. Thanks today. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. A big thank you to our guest, Jordan, for being here today. It was so incredible talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your helpful hints and tricks and thoughts and insight about building an authentic brand. If you guys want to find out more about Jordan, swipe on up, click the links, and say hello. Thank you again, and I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.